It's your first day of school. You wake up, rub the greenish goo from your eyes, and make that first deposit of the day. And then it's your first look in the mirror. What? No facial blemishes? But it's your first day. What do the girls think? What's a young ogre to do? You need Cankermaker. Cankermaker works with your own facial enzymes to create the most disgusting, weeping sores allowed by nature. A dab here and a dab there, and you'll be erupting in phlegmy boils in no time. You'll have to beat the girls off with a club. Cankermaker. When you just need a little help looking your worst. Results may vary. Cankermaker LLC reserves the right to bash your brains out should you complain to anyone about Cankermaker. Pregnant ogres should apply Cankermaker liberally to ensure their baby is born ugly. Not sold in booths. Welcome to another episode of Sci-Fi Writers Playing Old School D&D. I am Jason Onsbach, uh, the Dungeon Master to the Stars, and John I Prater. thought you were our Dungeon Master. Oh, well, you know, I try to try to butter you up before I break you down. Um, <laughs> John Prater. He has the game with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Yeah, that's true. Those guys... It's always oh the, that hit the that hit the the piece of paper. Let me re-roll, and they just keep rolling until they get twenties, and then they're like, oh yeah, wicked. It's it's terrible. <laughs> it's so true. So John Frader, uh, if you could fill us in on what happened last time. Last time we made a fair uh, ex, uh, uh, <clears throat> we made this, an extensive survey of the top floor, a hidden room uh, of the uh, of the inn that we were staying at, to find a secret uh, servants' quarters, and have met a young lady inside with a wonderful singing voice. I'm going to go ahead and suggest that we obviously this is some sort of servant girl that we've observed. Um, getting into a lengthy interaction, whatever. Why don't we just take her out? Can anybody just like take her out like that? We'll get down to some searching because the time hack here that I perceive is that obviously staying in the inn for a long duration of time creates circumstances that are hostile to our well-being. So let's expedite this and take her out quickly. Does anybody have a plan? I'll stand beside the doorway, lure her out. I'll hit her over the head, stick her on her bed. We're done. That's a plan. I've got it. From the shadows, I will uh, uh, knock over a chair very loudly. Okay. And um, the the humming stops, huh? And you can see kind of the light of a candle moving out of the room. And uh, she walks out of the door kind of trying to peer around to see what that noise was. Tina, is that you? I'll step behind her here in the back of the head. Okay, I'd like for you to roll a d20. Get a 20. Don't roll one. Seventeen. So you plunk her right on the back of the head, and she just drops without a word onto the floor. Of course she does. Uh, Quick, everybody, scramble! Nick, your super hearing uh, doesn't... (laughs) 
tell you anything. It doesn't sound like there's anyone else here. No one seems to be coming. Can, can we refer to that from now on as his spidey sense? Yeah, please. Can we? Okay. Irish sense. Your, your, your spidey sense is not tingling. Sweet. Okay, everybody, let's search this room and find stuff. I'm going to search her. Break. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's not creepy at all. Um, <laughs> I'll search her. Um, In private. <laughs> oh. Oh. It's going to take about an hour. I'll be right on back. On Women's March Day, too, John. Come on. <laughs> okay. I will step in, pick her up, take her into a room, and cl- leave and close the door. Oh, so you're not going to let anyone search her? I'll search her. Okay, all right. So. It will take two minutes instead of 20. I will imagine her searching her. Okay, now all of the servants' quarters doors, um, they're, all, they're all locked, um, except for the one that's already open. Uh, I'm just going to expand the map so you can kind of see how there are. Uh, but again, the locks don't look too strong, so if you want to try to pick them, you could. If you want to try to use the skeleton key, you could certainly do that too. Allison, when you search uh, the lady, you find uh, about 15 silver pieces, a couple of gold pieces. Um, but she is packing... Uh, a nasty-looking dagger, and um, you kind of pull it out, and your Amazonian senses tell you that there's some kind of uh, uh, poison that's been applied to this blade. Mm. I love poison! Hang on to that. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm going to skeleton key all these doors one after the other. Okay, so you open them all up, and they're all basically uh, just standard quarters, I mean, you could steal them. There's a few trinkets. Uh, these people are not making much money, except for the last door that you see. It's a 10 by 10 room, and obviously it acts as a living quarters for one of the inn's employees. Um, but in the light, it, it seems unusually well decorated. So although there's a bed and a chair and a desk are the only items of furniture in the room, they're all of very fine construction. So whoever lives Let- there is definitely well off. Let's toss that one. I don't know what that means. <laughs> to search. We're going to search in a vociferous... Yeah. Okay. Did, so did you ever read Elmore? They're going to strip the bed, split yeah. the mattress, look in all the drawers, oh, open up the bits uh, and pieces. Yeah. All right. Check so, for loose planks. So, so you're going to search, and I assume you're just going to kind of search everything available to you, The the search the rooms as quickly as you can, search the foyer leading up to the staircase, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, the impetus is that time is of the essence. Right. I know that okay. the end's about to go. I was going so. Is your ESP sense in any way, shape, telling yeah, you kind of what's going. going on downstairs? A party's going on down here. A celebration for everyone to hear. <laughs> no, no, no thoughts of malintent. Well, yes, but you know, typical party malintent. <laughs> All right, so uh, you do find someone, uh, we're going to say that it was Promius, who's kind of skulking in the foyer because he didn't get to search the girl. He finds what looks to be a secret door right at the top landing of the stairs that leads into uh, something. Hmm, I might just sneak in there and not tell anybody, but uh, I tell people. <laughs> that's, called the For- that's called Forbes Westing. <laughs> yeah. um, is, it locked? is it locked or unlocked? Um, it is locked. Skeleton key fits. The skeleton key fits. 
clickety click clack. So you guys have done something that others have not done. You're you're the best thieves out of all the thieves. So it's uh so the room uh has kind of like that that little black spot in the area is sort of an elevated pallet with a with a bed. Um, this is a secret room. It's octagonal in shape. It's brightly lit with windows on every wall except the north one. Three ornate cushioned sofas rest against a walled-off central area. They give the entire room a sense of elegance and charm. The rest of the decor is just as tasteful and refined. The view from the windows here is fabulous. You can see most of Scald, much of the cauldron, and all of the comings and goings of the inn. Okay, before we go any further, I want to. I'm going to ask Antandra, Did you bind her and put something? Uh, put a gag over her mouth before we, before we move on. Yeah, of course. Okay, we'll make sure she doesn't hop up, run screaming downstairs. Okay, um, so uh, I imagine you want to search this room too. Yes, please. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, so you search that room. You do find a little sack of gold underneath the, the bed. It's 500 gold pieces, so nothing Whoa. small. Um, so it's it's good money, but it seems like that's not necessarily all that great. You know, not not for the way the thief was talking about. But it's something. It is something. <laughs> so I'm gonna roll your searches here. Ah, that's a nice D twenty. That's got some good half. Really heavy. I just got. It's actually one point three ounces. You can take out a baby goat with that. I have. I have that's <laughs> the first thing I tried. The real question is how Nick knows that bit of factual. <laughs> I'm a hobbyist, of course. Okay, so there is a secret door up on the ceiling, right above the bed. And uh, it's certainly big enough that one of you could kind of, with a heft or, or even with a, a good jump and a grip, push their way up. But you also find another door uh, kind of here on the west side of the room. So you've got two areas to investigate. Cat, I'll put my hands together and give you a lift up to the one in the ceiling. Can do. Okay. Girl power. I got my uh, dagger in my uh, in my hand as I go up. Yep. Okay. Uh, the secret door in the north wall is the only way into or out of this secret bedchamber. A, co- a small, you see kind of through the creek, a small but comfortable looking bed is mm. built into the southern wall. And a sturdy three-foot end table rests in the center of the room. Both the bed and the table are composed of dark, gnarled wood that has been well-polished. The gleam from their surface is constantly shifting with your movements in the room, making it seem as though the wood itself were convulsing. There is also a sizable chest composed of more common-looking materials in the far corner. Hmm. Um, there's nothing alive that I can sense in here, right? There's there's nothing alive that you can sense. I can sense. Um, well... Go towards the chest. Take a look at it. Does it oh. look hot? Um, the last, the last words of Medi Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're gonna go um, here. I'm gonna try to. I'm give not you an touching idea. anything. I'm just looking. Are you telling us what you see while you're up there? Uh, yes. <laughs> All right. 
so I just I just blurt out that it could be a mimic that I've heard of I've heard of chests that are really like monsters that guard a treasure. Whatever you want well, to come here and take a look. Yeah, he's knowledgeable. Let him check it out. Or oh, send in Sanders. Uh, I say throw friend. something. Throw a coin at it. Yeah, see if it's electrified. I will suggest one of the cheaper coins. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I, pull, I pull out a copper piece and check it at it. Okay, so you, so I just want to make sure. So there's the the end tables. There's the bed, and there is. Um, then there is the uh, the chest itself. So you're going to was it the chest that was looking kind of that that was kind of scintillating, or was it the end it, table? It was the it was the chest. It was, it was the chest. Yeah, the okay. chest. So it was like um, so the gleam from the surface on the uh, the wood bed and table that is kind of gnarled and seems to convulse almost. The chest seems very common in its materials. Hmm. Actually, I want one of you to come up here with me. I think you the should pi- throw... The pirate shall, shall climb up. Throw something at the ones that were kind of shiny. So that would the be like the end table and the, and the wood around the bed. Yeah. Is there anything on the end table? Um, there seems to be like, like a, a book... Um, just just some decorations. One of those places that has decorations just to have decorations. Uh, the pirate shall climb up. Okay. Arg. Arg. I mean, it's it's a it's a modest sized room, but you could all fit in it. But it's it's a little cramped. Yeah. yeah. No need for us all to get eaten by the monster. I'm hanging out by the uh, entrance secret doorway we first came in. I'm gonna detect traps on the end. With my dagger probing. Okay. I'll go ahead and climb up there in case there is something to fight. <laughs> I'll stay down here and watch our backs through the secret door. Right. Yeah, I'm gonna stay down too. Promise. Okay. Um, yeah. And then uh, question for everybody, just so I know, what's uh, what's your armor class? <laughs> I know when the D and D starts asking questions, wow. when the DM starts asking Seven. questions. Oh, I'm sorry, eight. Everybody, or just in the room? Seven. Everybody, everybody in the room. Ten. Five. Seven. Two. I, I have a six. Which, wait, which room are we talking about? The the room that you're in right now, Nick. Oh, okay, okay, so that's yeah. only three of us. Yes. Yep. So mine's seven. Cats to say, what's the Amazons? One. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. You go first. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so as you poke the bed, you hear a device kind of go, and just the tip of spears pop out, like shoot right through the bed. But the device must have failed because the DM must have rolled a one. And, <laughs> and so they don't extend all the way. But had they, uh, you can tell they would have skewered you. And again, these seem to be covered in a poison. Ah, I shall turn to the ladies and whisper, now that's some piratin. <laughs> <laughs> that's where you throw a coin and don't poke at it with this dagger. Yeah, naturally, they're, they're, naturally they're attracted to me. Um, okay, so that was the bed. What about the end table? 
the end table just seems to be of some interesting wood, but uh, no no trap on there. Those are cut it anyway. Is there a drawer? Uh, there is not a drawer. It's just sort of like just a very basic table just out of an interesting wood. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, Take all right. Here. I'm going to throw my penny at the book. Okay. <laughs> it bounces off the book and kind of clinks onto the floor. Okay. I shall knife the first page open. Um, yeah, it, it, it rips. No, I mean, you know, just, like, take the tip of my knife and yeah. pry the cover. Oh, I see. Yeah, it, it opens. Yeah. And, um, okay. But nothing... What does it say? Mm-hmm. What's the first page say? It says, A History of Cartacus and Its People. All right. I'll pick it up. Okay. And nothing happens. Okay. Is it any, anything in there? False money? No. As you, as you thumb through the, the pages, pages, it's just it's just a book. Okay. Well, this is useless. I'll <laughs> take that. I shall flipper the book. Um, next, I'll inspect the chest and I'll detect trappies. Okay. Um, so you walk over. Don't to say the... that with relish. <laughs> Whose chest? Uh, <laughs> so as you walk over to the chest, it seems to ripple and warble, and gradually the image of just a standard, basic, well-made chest seems to change into a sort of faceless, nameless horror. And before you know it, you're being pulled towards it, and it looks like a big, black, endless maw has opened up and is attacking you. Ooh, party Uh time. Fun. Aha. Showtime. It's a hell of an end table. Yeah, it's quite quite the chance. Is it it possible for me to retreat from it in less than manly fashion? Yeah, this is a a good, old-fashioned surprise attack you were not expecting. Yes. This uh, this mimic. So no, not right. at all. John was right. John was right. And so the mimic... <laughs> Again. He's never going to hear the end of this, too. Oh, well, he's he's a smart... He's a smart DM. He's a smart, uh, smart wizard. All roads lead to me. So, <laughs> uh, so uh, you're going to take 10 plus 2 damage. Damn! So 12 damage oh. from the bite of this mimic. Okay, can I retreat? Um, now now you can sort of take initiative, and and we can go from there. And everybody remember downstairs... That, remember that scene in, in Holy Grail where Sir Robin is fighting with his shield over his face, trying to crawl away on his back, away <laughs> from the killer rabbit? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, this is, it's still open. You can hear him scream. You can hear sort of like this, uh, this roar uh, from whatever this creature is. And uh, so those of you who are downstairs can can make your way up. Cool. I shall do so. <laughs> but the Amazon's up there. She can attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And which so I will it's... attack it with my spear. Okay. Shield and spear. And, uh, I'll attack it with my sword. All right. So roll a uh, d20. Here. And then tell me what armor class you hit. I got a thirteen. Okay, and what's your what's your Thaco? Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay, so you hit, and you can roll for damage. Eleven. Okay, so it 
sort of like seems to shift around the spear, but it does uh, does dig in, and you hear it kind of give another howl, and that leaves an opening for cat. Okay. So roll d20 and tell me what to... Oh! Oh, right. A natural 20. Natural 20. <laughs> Very good. Nice. Good deal. And you need to know what? I need to know your damage. Uh, my damage is uh, uh, 1d6. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you land... She stuck what, it good with the dagger. You land what you feel is probably the best stroke you've ever you've ever had <laughs> in your life. And uh, <laughs> had had you hit it with the sharp part of the blade, the triple damage <laughs> would have been fantastic. But you kind of slapped it with the uh, the flat of the blade for some reason. And it was a good slap, but it only took three damage. Well, I distracted it, right? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't want that to happen again. Uh, so <laughs> one by <laughs> one... <laughs> So, so yeah, John Frieder, do you want to describe what, what happens for you here? You you enter the room and <laughs> enter the room. Well, entering the room and then uh, trying to wedge myself into you know a position to actually hit this thing with. Does the pirate have an attack? Uh, no, the pirate probably is uh, shocked from from the attack, okay. so he could attempt to get away. For his turn. Yes, I would like to attempt that. Okay. And uh, yeah, just let me know if I let me know if I actually can do it this round or if I have to wait till the next round. Yeah, you can wait until the next round. Uh, the mimic kind of reaches out and wraps its horror-like uh, material around your leg, and so it's preventing you from going any further. Um, and it's prepping to make another attack on you. Die! Die! So. Who who else is in this room? Has everybody rushed into the room at this point? No, I have. I have. Okay. I have not. I'm still watching our backs. Okay, good. Yeah, me too. All right. So we'll follow. Uh, why don't we roll for an actual initiative on this turn? And that's a D10, right? Will you roll for me, DM? Yeah, I can't click on mine and get the initiative roll on my icon. Yeah, none of the icons are working. You'll have to roll it with the dice roller. Right, yeah. Uh, it's just a D10. D20? I think, I think it's a D10. <clears throat> yeah, it's D10. Six. Ten. And I believe it's uh, lowest first. Is that correct, everyone? Initiative? Yeah. For second yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Okay. DM, did you roll for me? I didn't. But I can. Thank you. Thank you. All right. I'm, so. in tra- I'm in transit to LA, so I can march. No, okay. So the initiative is going to go Mimic, John Monk, Chris and Allison, Cat, and then Nick. And I don't see one from John Freider. Yeah, I rolled a 13. Oh, uh, we'll call that a 10. On a D10? <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll call it a ten. Hang on. That's okay. Call it a seven. It would be a three. So there we go. It's an eight. It might as well be a thirteen. <laughs> no kidding. It's not quite that bad. All right. Uh, Thankfully, the mimic only gnashes its teeth at uh, at 
at the pirate. Although it's pro- oh, I guess you are on the floor. Right. Well, you're not on the floor. You're struggling to get away. Uh, it misses you with its next attack, and that leaves Woo-hoo! the door open for uh, who rolled that next lowest turn? I think it was John. John. Yeah. John. I got it. Yeah, I got a three. All right. Using my incredibly prescient knowledge about mimics and Dungeons and Dragons in general, I'm going to fire three magic missiles at it. Okay. Um, and that's, um, this gets confusing. I get three. It's 1d4 plus one times three. Right. So hold on. Let me just get there. And they have no magic resistance. Okay. Let's roll three. Um, was it 3d4? Mm-hmm. So let's see what happens. So it's eight plus three. So that's 11. Okay. And that uh, those those slam into its side. It's it's still kind of screaming and, and gnarling, but it's still alive. So next we've got Allison. I'm going to attack it again with my spear. Mm-hmm. Twenty-three. That is a hit. So let's see if you can finish it off. Sixteen. And that finishes it off. So you drive the spear into it. It sort of gurgles out its last breath. The tendrils loosen, and it sort of disappears into almost like a goo that looks like the floor more than anything else. Good job. So nice work. You've killed a mimic. Okay. Now, where's that treasure? <laughs> back. Good. So again, uh, as you search the room, you don't uh, you don't find anything here beyond the trap. Um, but as you examine the uh, bedstand, that wooden bedstand, you notice that its surface has uh, a few scratches, as if uh, someone stood on top of it. Hmm. So we search the ceiling. Yep. So there is a ceiling. Poke it. <laughs> With a sharp stick. <laughs> So you poke directly above the ceiling, and uh, and it moves up. Can we reach it? Or does somebody need to like? If you stand, if you stand on the table, you could reach it and and get yourself inside pretty easily by lifting the the door up. It's another sort of another like an attic, an attic door. Yep. Does anybody have any healing potions? I'm down to ten hit points. I, I sadly, don't, my, I don't uh, think sadly my friend, this. I do not. <laughs> no. I think this, is, this party has no ability to heal. <laughs> ah, we need to hire an NPC. Hold on. Uh, I can cast armor on you, which will give you uh, an armor class of six and uh, dispels 8 plus 1 per level of hit point loss, 14 hit points. I'll take that! Alright, I'll cast it on you. So you got an extra 14 hit points, but your armor class is 6. Does it heal the hit points I've lost, or I just have extra? No, you just get a buffer of an extra 14 hit points that go first before your other hit points. Oh, maybe hold that. Okay, fingers stopped. Okay, let's go. All right, so uh, uh, anyone want to go up there? <laughs> I'll go again. Okay. <laughs> I'll go. I haven't done anything yet. you got a brave gypsy. So who's going, John or Cat? I'll go. Okay. 
So John, who has the best armor class? Probably John. So you push, you push it up, yeah. you push up, and you've entered a light, uh, a lightened room high in the octagonal tower. The entire place is awash with shadows and darkness. Oh, I'm sorry, a lightless room. They had a typo in the module. Um, ah. The entire place is awash with shadows and darkness. As you look around the room, you see a heavy and comfortable-looking canopy bed, an old walnut wardrobe chest, a desk with an accompanying high back chair, and a table standing over a bulky wooden chest. Now, you are about chest high, and you're holding the door up over your head. Uh, that's, that's sort of what you've got while you're standing on that end table. Suddenly, your eyes spot a movement in the darkness around the bed. Something not quite human is moving toward you. As a shaft of light hits their faces, you cannot help but gasp at the sight of two werewolves poised for attack on either side of the bed. What do you do? How quickly can I throw the door open completely and just jump into the room? Um, I was thinking closer behind you. Um, you. You could probably do it by the time it, they get to you. Um, okay. And you could, and you could just, just as likely slam the door shut by the time they get to you. And so it's up to you. Wouldn't be very heroic if I just backed down, wouldn't I? On the other hand, I'd probably live through this. On the other hand, who cares if I live through this or not? Let's attack the werewolves. Right, heroic, so stupid, you know. Yeah, I know. So you throw uh, the door open and try to scurry your way up. The two werewolves fly towards you and then stop. And as you're sitting there panting, you realize that they are stuffed werewolves, which were attached to a pulley. And as you open the door... <laughs> Holy crap, it's, it's oh, Halloween. Boy. We've gone into the haunted house. <laughs> as you open the door, oh, they came closer. Oh. So now you are in the room with the door open. Um, but again, it's, it's pretty dark in this room. Right. Uh, if you've got a candle or something, it would be a nice idea to light it. Um, a lantern or something of that nature. Uh, do magic swords glow? They're supposed to glow. Only if you're in my unstuffed werewolves. <laughs> ah, fair I, enough. I could do the light spell if uh, if we think it's a good use of magic here. A uh, light yeah, spell would be it. very useful at this point in time, my friend. All right. Okay. I'll cast a light spell on something that is not likely to move in the room, like, I don't know, just the ceiling or um, somewhere. How about the door we came through? Okay. That sounds good. On the side that's facing the darkness. So. Okay. okay so right. We have light. So, so you have let's... light. Um, so you see a number of things. You see a table and a desk, or you see a desk rather, that has a quill and blood red ink and several sheets of parchment. Uh, just a quick glance, you see some lists. You see what look to be some poems. There is a small book of poetry and songs laying on the desk and then the desk has a drawer uh, there's a wardrobe you can look inside um, there is uh, on the table is a chess set uh, with what look like gold werewolves or gold wolf wares uh, playing against silver werewolves and uh, and then there is a, a locked chest just out of curiosity going over to the desk what are the lists of um, it seems to be there's some names. Uh, there are uh, lands. It, it at least looks like lands to you. Uh, at least one ledger. Um, but you do see, uh, as you kind of look over, poems written to someone named uh, Coraline. Hmm. And there's one note which looks like it was uh, most recently written. 
and you can read it if you'd like, or you can take it. it. It looks like this is the note that was just the last note written at this desk. Okay. Um, no problem folding up the note and putting it in my pocket. Okay, so you're just going to take it's it? A, yeah. Okay. We'll, look at, we'll look at that in a few minutes. Right. Um, heading, heading towards the chest. What is it? Is it locked, unlocked? It is locked. Skeleton. Um, Okay. Do we have a skeleton key? Key! Key master! Do we have a key? I have a key! Then come here, sir, and help me open up this chest. <laughs> Does the key seem to fit the chest? It doesn't fit the chest. Uh, can I detect traps? And you don't detect traps. I will pick the lock. Okay. So, uh, roll for a successful lock pick. Which that for me. Oh, yeah, I forgot that you're driving to Los Angeles. So, um, what's everybody else... While, while we're kind of doing that, let's wrap up this episode by hearing uh, what's everybody What's everybody working on? What's, what's your writing life looking like right now, guys? Well, I'm putting the last few days of effort into uh, my, my legacy fleet novel called Colossus, which I expect to be available within the next week or so. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I've been I've been reading it. It's a lot of fun. It's a good novel. And the cover is killer. It is an awesome, awesome Tom Edwards cover. Nice. Uh, I'm working on a video game for a company, and my task this week was to create um, half humanoid races mixed with fantasy creatures, and I was like, "Ooh, best job ever." And uh, I'm just trying to finish up the sequel to Hell's uh, Children. It's going swimmingly -er than last time. Last time it was having lots of issues. <laughs> is, is the sequel to Hell's Children called Hell's Tweens or Hell's Teenagers? <laughs> well, it's uh, it's tentatively called Hell's Encore. Okay, nice. Oh, that's a good title. That is good. Oh, thanks. Uh, so I'm currently between projects at the moment. Give your little story. Like jobs, yeah, I do have a story I need to write for the Wool Anthology. It's mm -hmm. coming out from Future Chronicles, but uh, uh, yeah. Um, other than that, I'm kicking back and playing D and D. That's a fun <laughs> way to do it. Nice. nice. Okay. Well, I am uh, writing a military science fiction novel called Legionnaire right now, and uh, we just re released the first chapter to our subscribers over at uh, GalacticOutlaws.com. Uh, and before we go, I'm going to tell you what happens. Uh, you open up the lid to the chest. And there is a tremendous treasure. And were you to count it, you would find 3,000 silver pieces, 2,000 gold pieces, and 800 platinum pieces. That's the yeah, You guys are going to have to think about what to do with that in our next episode of Sci-Fi Writers playing old school d and I'm going to Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Sci-Fi Writers playing old school d and was brought to you by Cankermaker when you just need a little help looking your worst. I'm Chris Porteau, author of the legacy fleet novel Avenger, The First Swarm War Book 2, your host and producer of this podcast. Our executive producer is Jason Ansbach, author of Till Death. Kevin G. Summers, author of The Bleak December, designed our epic logo. You can pick it up on hoodies and shirts over in our Green Dragon Loot Shop. The shop's logo was created by the lovely and talented Guinevere Boar, our magic user's spousal unit. Go check out the loot shop, our bios, and more at oldschooldnd.com. That's O L D 
S-C-H-O-O-L-D-N, as in Nancy, D.com. That's all for now. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. <music>